listening to the Views from the John podcast, hosted by comedian John Ares. Welcome back to yet another ep- I should, I, uh, all right, I shouldn't say yet another. It's been like 14 months since I've done my own podcast. I'm comedian, and I say that lightly, John Ares, and this is uh, The Views from the John Podcast, episode 81. Happy holidays to everybody. Now, I bet you're thinking one of two things. Either where has this guy been for 14 months, or... You were just reminded that you were somehow subscribed to this, uh, you know, uh, podcast via whatever, you know, media outlet that you're listening to it through. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And you're not even listening anymore because you've, you know, unsubscribed. All right. One of two ways. So real quick, here's where I've been. Did I quit doing uh, podcasting and stand up? No, I'm four years into it and I'm having a great time. I'm better than ever, but I'm still growing and I'm learning. It's like I've been playing the guitar for four years. Am I fucking Eddie Van Halen yet? Goddamn no. But am I as bad as like, let's say Helen Keller might be at playing soccer? No, I'm not that, that, you know, I'm not that bad. I used to be that bad, but I'm not that bad anymore. So what I've been doing is uh, I was uh, I've basically been working uh, in the um, in the cannabis industry, doing a show on a private platform, which exposes me to way more people than I uh, had on my podcast at the time. And, And I was getting and I'm still getting paid to do it. So that's what I've been doing. I do one show a week that's just like this one. Maybe not as racy as this one. It's a little bit more subdued, uh, but it is comedy combined with reviewing, uh, you know, cannabis products. And uh, it's on a private platform. We're trying to take it global, but you know, weed or you know, uh, you know, cannabis is not legal on the federal level here in the states, nor is it legal in a lot of places around the world. You know, because. You know, the pharmaceutical companies still want to addict you to, you know, Oxycontin and shit like that. And, uh, you know, pilbuterol or whatever, fentanyl, alcohol, this and all that and all and all that type of shit. All right. Anyways, let's get down to business. Uh, Newsflash for you. If you need to start out a conversation by saying, you know, I'm not racist, but... Chances are the shit that's about to come out of your mouth next is going to be pretty fucking racist. So I would advise installing what I refer to as an HR department in your brain. When the pandemic started, I became so removed from like social situations for so long that like whatever psychotic thought popped into my head, it would just go directly from my head to my mouth. And it got me in trouble on a multitude of fronts. So since the pandemic has kind of like dissipated, not because it's any less dangerous than it was three years ago, it's just people stopped obsessing about it, including the news. Thank you. It was never that big of a deal. Anyways, uh, what was I just talking about? That's a classic one for me. I forget what I was talking about. But what, uh, what, uh, what, yeah, what I was talking about was... Um, uh, you know, people, uh, holy shit. Um, 
Uh, God, I wish I had somebody here with me that could remind me what the fuck I was doing. But I was saying, yeah, if you have to say I'm not racist, but, you know, chances are the shit that, oh, yeah, the HR department. I lost the ability to, like, think before I spoke. I just started thinking crazy things and they would just come right out of my mouth. And it got me in trouble. And as the pandemic led up and I started to become, I started to become acclimated to being out in public again. I installed in my brain what I call the HR department. So when I think a thought, it goes through an HR department and they either approve it to be said or they deny it. But sometimes when they deny my request to say something, it doesn't mean I don't say to the person I'm with, fuck, HR just denied that. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I can't resist but to tell them that I was going to say something that I found to be hilarious, but HR put a kibosh on it. And then they want to know, fuck, that must have been really funny. And uh, yeah, you know, I in my head, it was hilarious. That's why I was giggling hysterically, but the HR department told me no. So anyways, I implore you, install a fucking HR department in your brain. And just have it red flag if you start a conversation off with, I don't want to sound racist or, you know, it, you know, you know me, I work with, you know, people of color, so I can't be racist. But if you got to put a butt in there or you got to start off a conversation with that, bro, I would advise on just keeping your mouth shut. Just like when somebody says, uh, or if you're about to say something to somebody and you start out the conversation with, uh, with all due respect, you know, chances are what's about to come out of your mouth is something very fucking disrespectful, you know? I don't know. Why do people do that? Do people say with all due respect before they go and disrespect you? Do they say that because they think it's going to like negate or make everything you're about to say okay? Like you walk into a mall with a fucking AR-15 and say, hey, no disrespect to anybody I'm about to shoot. Is if that's going to make it okay? Like, hey, you know, no disrespect, but I think you're an asshole. What, that means I'm not going to clock you in the head for calling me an asshole because you said, hey, no disrespect. Fucking people. I mean, honest to God. And speaking of people, I want to talk about the first two people. Evidently, if you've read this thing called the Bible, I have not, but I've heard stories, right? I'm sure you have too. Uh, God's first two models of people, it was like model 001 and 002 that came off the assembly line, was a guy named uh, Adam, right, and a girl named Eve. And then God put these two creations into a garden that was supposed to be perfect. And he just gave them a couple rules. He said, you can't talk to snakes, you can't eat an apple, and you can't bang each other. And they were like, cool, we don't know what banging is. We don't know what an apple is. We don't know what a snake is. I don't think they knew much, right? So one day, Adam and Eve are hanging out in the garden, and along comes a fucking snake. And, you know, somehow the snake ends up, you know, weaseling its way into the conversation or snaking its way into the conversation. And, uh, you know, the snake convinces both of them, I believe, to eat an apple and then you know evidently the apple was an aphrodisiac and then all of a sudden you know they discovered that they had private parts and then they had sex and then god got really fucking angry and how did he take out his anger well if you're a biological male just take your hand and or your finger and rub you know underneath your chin on your throat you feel that big 
thing in your throat that feels like an apple? That's Adam's apple. Every single one of us, every biological male born, if you believe the Bible, we all have the apple that Adam ate from the Garden of Eden, the real apple. All of us have a model of that stuck in our throat holes because Adam ate the apple. Now, here's where I'm going with this. Why did all the biological women across the planet, how did they escape this uh, 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 wrath of God? Adam didn't force himself upon Eve. Didn't Eve eat the apple too? Why? You know what I'm saying? Why, why, come on. Why did women get at least a quarter of the apple? Or like the core or something? Something. You know, why is all the blame put on the men here? You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't get it. Another thing I don't understand, ladies, is why can't you ladies look before you sit down to go pee or poop? Why? Why is it always the guy's fault when you guys fall into a toilet? Would it be your fault if you just ran out into the middle of the road and didn't look to see if any cars were coming? Of course it would be. So why is it, so why is it never your fault when you don't look at the toilet seat? You just assume it's going to be down. I don't assume it's down. It's one of the steps of going to the bathroom for me. You know, when it comes time to that, you know, I go into the bathroom, I close the door, I turn on the fan, I light a candle, I put on some cold play, you know, I fire up the iPad, you know, and then the next step is to look and see is the toilet seat down because that is a critical function to, you know, it's like a space shuttle launch, dude. Women not checking that the seat's down is like not checking if you filled up your, you know, rocket with enough fuel. It's part of the process. And I don't understand why men get blamed here. You know, I know men have done a lot of horrible things, ladies. But, I mean, my God, it's come down to toilet seats. And we have to have this shit stuck in our throat, even though you're just as guilty. Oh, God, don't get me started here. Don't get me started. All right, speaking of getting started. Um, I love sayings, guys. I really do. I have become obsessed with sayings and who came up with them and why. But again, I'm not going to Google, Google any of this shit. Is Jeff Bezos the guy that owns Google or does he own Amazon? You know, I don't want to give that guy any more money. You know, I don't want to give him another dime so he can go up in the, you know, space for a minute on a dick-shaped rocket and flaunt his billions when, dude, do you realize the money that that guy spent to go up in a dick-shaped rocket for 10 seconds could have solved, like, world hunger? But instead, like, he made the whole world watch as he went up in a penis-shaped rocket into space for 10 seconds. Did... Did am I the only person that sat there on the other end of the television going like this is the biggest middle finger to the world I've ever seen I'm about Just dude think about this for a minute Imagine I was like a billionaire which means I could get on TV and I'm gonna say listen I'm just gonna cut to the chase here. I have enough money in my bank account right now to solve like most of the world's problems for everybody but instead of using it for that, I am going to build a rocket that looks like a penis and I'm going to go up into space only for about 10 seconds and I'm going to make the whole world watch me do it. And everybody was amazed. Nobody got the point that this guy was basically giving the entire world the middle finger. He's like, I got so much money that I'm going to go up into space in a penis-shaped phallic rocket 
for 10 seconds, which is going to accomplish nothing other than my dream and, you know, the dreams of, you know, the other people that are with me. Unbelievable. So anyways, I could Google or Amazon, you know, the meanings to this stuff, but then that would ruin the point. Now, let's start out with a good one. One of my favorite ones is fuck you and the horse that you rode in on. I love it. It couldn't be any more to the point. It's like, dude, you are such an asshole that I want you to go fuck yourself. And even the horse that brought you here, that thing can go fuck itself too. I mean, you just can't get any better than that. But nobody rides a horse these days, so you kind of got to punch it up a little bit, you know? You know, maybe for modern times, you could be like, you know, fuck you and the Uber that took you here, bro. You know, maybe you could even take it farther. Fuck you, fuck the Uber, fuck the Uber driver, fuck every road that you got, you know? Every person that had any kind of um, hand in you getting to where you are, fuck all of them and you. And if you took a horse, fuck that too. I mean, I, it doesn't get any better. And I think we got to bring that back. Now, if I was around your grandma and I said, uh, I fucking hate pumpkin pie. That would be inappropriate, right? That would be inexcusable language. Not because I said I didn't like pumpkin pie, but because I said the F word, right? But a lot of people would say, pardon my French. I'm sorry. Does saying I don't like fucking apple pie or whatever I did, is that, is that French I just spoke? No. So if you're not from this country or English isn't your first or second language, are you going to have any idea what's going on? Pardon my French. Now, if I just said to you, voulez-vous crochet avec me, you know, that I could go pardon my French for because I just butchered the hell out of that French. To anyone that speaks French, that probably sounded, you know, th th then pardon my French makes sense. Pardon how bad my French just was. But if I just said something inappropriate, I didn't just speak French. I should just, w w dude, I'm just trying to say, why can't we say pardon my language? Next thing, let me impart a word to the wise. Why would I and why would you? Why would we need to impart a word to somebody who's wise? That would be like me hanging out with like Albert Einstein, right? He's somebody that we can all agree I think was a pretty smart dude. And I'd be like, hey, Albert, let me... Uh, let me, uh, let me see what you're working on. And, uh, you know, I don't think E equals MC squared, bro. I, I, you know, let me impart a word to that, you know, and then I fuck up, you know, half of his shit and somehow we don't make it to Mars or something. You know, why, 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 why do we need to impart a word to anybody who's wise? Excuse me, uh, sir, allow me to interject on a topic that you know so much more about and that I am probably going to muck up. Somebody who's wet behind the ears. I had to fire that, that person. Why? Because they were wet behind the ears. Um, you fired somebody because they had wetness behind the ears. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can do that. I, I, I don't, I, 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 how did you even know they were wet? I saw it. You saw that they were wet behind the ears. 
I think most of you know that wet behind the ears means that like you're a rookie. You don't know what you're doing. So why can't we just friggin' say that, y'all? Why? Why? And why do I go to a southern accent anytime I think something stupid? Why? Because I'm from the Northeast. And of course, when you're born and raised in the Northeast and you've only lived in the South for a couple years, you think different things about, I'm sorry. Not, dude, you know, not everybody from the South speaks like this and thinks like this, but you know. All right. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Let me repeat that. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. You just said it, bro. It's a fucking star. In your in, you know, we're singing this shit to our kids, and then we wonder why they're all messed up, you know? I'm trying to point this stuff out, guys. I'm trying to wake up America. I'm trying to make America great again by correcting our sayings. <laughs> Dude, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. You know what it is. It's a star. You just said twinkle, twinkle, little. Dude, that's like saying twinkle, twinkle, little car, how I wonder what you are. What do you mean? Why are you, why are you wondering what it is? It's a fucking car. I, I just, I, I, okay. Yankee Doodle. You guys remember Yankee Doodle? Yankee Doodle went to town and he was riding on a pony. He stuck a feather in, into his hat and then he called it macaroni. Do you know how many goddamn questions that leaves me with? Who is Yankee Dandle? Or Yankee, yeah, yeah. Yankee Dandle. Who is Yankee Candle? Who is Yankee fucking Doodle? Who is Yankee Doodle? Why do we care about him? Why is he riding in the town? Why is he on a pony? What is a pony? Is a pony a baby horse or is it like, uh, like what a midget would be to like a normal sized human being? I'm sorry, little people. Nah, fuck little people. Little people to me sounds too childish. If I was of that stature, I would want to be called midget instead of little, uh, whatever. I'm not trying to be woke over here, okay? I'm not one of those white people that sticks a Black Lives Matter sign in my yard thinking that it's going to change the world. So therefore, I support Black Lives Matter in other ways, but I don't stick a sign in my yard. But, you know, certain white people, they stick signs in their yard thinking that's going to change the world when all they're trying to do is just make themselves feel good because they did something for the cause. Yeah, you think putting a sign in your yard is going to change but anyways, Yankee Doodle, who is he? Why do we give a shit? Why is he on a pony? Why did he have a feather? And why did he stick it in his hat? And then why did he tell everybody that it was macaroni? You know, it's already crazy enough that you stuck a feather in your hat. What? What? By telling people that it's macaroni instead of a feather, they're going to think you're any less crazy? Absolutely insane, people. You know what's great about athlete's foot? It's one of those diseases out there that requires absolutely no athletic ability to get it. You don't need to be, you know, you don't need to be an athlete to get athlete's foot. That's what's great. So that's why I don't know why they call it athlete's foot. And with, you know, with all these changes we're trying to make to make America, you know, better again, you know, I don't know why we're not changing this shit. If you're going to go and call, okay, okay, I got a story for you. So, you know, I don't understand it, dude. Athlete's foot, isn't that a little inclusive or exclusive? 
you're trying to say that the only people that you know can get that affliction are athletes you're not you know like somebody who uh waits tables on a restaurant couldn't get athlete's foot why are you excluding them that's not inclusive and this is what we're trying to fix in america we're trying to be more inclusive so athlete's foot fuck that it's it, it's got to be called fungus foot it's it's it just it's it's more inclusive now speaking of being inclusive have you guys seen you know I got an Apple Watch on. I got an iPhone. I realize this shit is spying on me every day. Edward Snowden, I don't think, was that off. You know? But anyways, whatever. You know, I'm not a I'm not trying to harm anybody, dude. I'm just uh I'm just a toxic white male spilling out more toxic shit, you know. But uh that's been going on for hundreds of years, so I'm not doing anything out of the norm. So do I care that they're spying on me? No. But you know, I don't have the latest Apple Watch, and I, even though I am a man, and apparently we can have babies and can have periods, evidently men can ovulate. So anyways, if I had one of these new Apple Watches, evidently it can tell you when you're ovulating. Now, I'm no doctor, you know, just like I was told not to uh, question mask wearing at any point during the pandemic because I didn't have a medical degree. And I like to argue that you didn't need one, you know, to think about the whole mask thing. But, you know, that's just me. But anyways, on another front here, I'm trying to say that, uh, you know, uh, even though I'm not a doctor, I don't know how a watch tells that you're ovulating without you having to insert something into that area. And do you really need to get that invasive? Isn't do you need a watch tracking when you ovulate dude has it really come to that is is it really what we need do you remember when we were excited when the phone rang back when there was just landlines and now like if you leave your house without your phone it's like you're lost i mean god i mean i don't know I don't want a watch telling me what time it is to poop or what time it is to ovulate or what time I'm going to get pregnant. You know, I just, I, I don't know about you guys, but you know, enough is enough. Uh, you guys seen that Dahmer series on Netflix? That shit's crazy. I mean, I knew Dahmer was psychopathic, but I, I didn't know it was that bad. And I didn't know that. I mean, I should have known, but you know, there were just slews and slews of white people that could have stopped Dahmer. So far ahead in the game. There were so many red flags that were ignored. Like one of my favorite red flags, right, is the guys in high school. And they dissect a pig. And evidently, he was so into dissecting the pig that after class got out, he asked his science teacher, he's like, yo, you think I can uh, get another pig to take home? You know, I had so much fun cutting that dead pig up. I would like another one, please, teacher, uh, to take home with me. And that teacher's like, yeah, man, that, that's a total normal thing to do. Yeah, here, here you go. Here's another pig to take home. Have fun, Jeffrey. Are you kidding me, dude? Is it just because we live in different times or were people in the 70s just that dumb? You know, I just, I don't get it. Is that not a red flag to anybody? Or how about when like a person calls the police and says, yo, police officers, there is somebody being murdered in the apartment next to me. And then the police officers are like, what color are you? 
And the woman's like, what difference does that make? Just answer the question, ma'am. I'm a black woman. Well, we can't take you seriously, ma'am. Bye-bye. That's how Dahmer got away with fucking murdering so many people. There were so many people, from high school teachers to his father to the police, so many fucking people. Like, racism played a huge part in why he wasn't caught sooner because, you know, the police just couldn't take a black woman seriously. Which just, it's just, it's so mind-fucking to me, dude. It's so mind-fucking to me. Oh my God, you have more pigment in your skin, therefore I somehow can't take you seriously. Why? Because she has a tan? You fucking retard. Look at that, I just had to use the R word. I'm sorry. When people are that dumb, I have to use even dumber things to, you know, or not dumber, but you know what I'm saying. Dumb and dumber, right? So I'm watching this Jeffrey Dahmer documentary and I'm just tripping out over just how awful not only he was but the father and just all the red flags and just how racist the police officers were and just i couldn't believe how he was getting away with this shit and just the ignorance of the people around him and then i saw you know once he got it arrested he's like listen i'm not going to beat around the bush here i'm going to tell you guys everything you guys want to know and i want you guys to kill me i want to be put to death i know i fucked up I'm not going to hide nothing. So during his questioning, evidently everything he said was true. And I kind of believe him because he went into some gory fucking details. I mean, so, you know, he had nothing to hide. He was accused at the time because the majority, I'd say like 80, 85% of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims were people of color. They assumed that Jeffrey Dahmer was targeting people of color because he was racist. And he said that was absolutely not true. And they said, well, why were the, the majority of victims dark-skinned people? And Dahmer goes, they're just more attractive. Now, here I am thinking that this guy is the biggest psychopath in U.S. history. And now all of a sudden he's making sense because that's how I feel too. Look at the lengths that white people go to get tan. Anytime we get near warm water or a beach, we risk cancer, bro. We risk cancer every year. We put on gallons and gallons of SPF 150 trying to get a few shades lighter. Why? Because looking like you've donated seven pints of blood isn't a good look for anybody. Look at me. I look like Dr. Evil. Except I'm not as large and I'm not as evil and I'm not Mike Myers and I'm not an actor and I don't have his money Other than that, there's a lot of similarities <laughs> So yeah, you know look at me. Do you really want to look like me? Of course not everybody wants it So so here Jeffrey Dahmer is a psychopath and then he starts making complete sense and I you know if there's one thing I can agree with Jeffrey Dahmer on you know People that have a year-round tan are just better-looking people. I completely agree. Now, listen to me. I think I have a theory. You can call it a conspiracy theory. You can call me a QAnon, whatever you want to call me. I'm not going into politics here. I just have a theory, and this theory has to do with doctors. So if you're a doctor or know a doctor, you're going to love this one. But have you ever heard this theory? I like to think I'm the first person that came up with this, but, you know, Maybe that's the white toxicity in me. You know, 
I said something the other day that I'm sure 80 billion people have said before, and the first words out of my mouth were like, I bet you I was the first one to say that, and then I corrected myself, and I'm like, dude, that's like, that's the white guy in me, you know, you know? Just like when Columbus set foot here, he's like, I discovered this shit. It's like, no, you didn't, <laughs> you know? Basically, what Christopher Columbus did was like me showing up on your front lawn on a boat and like sticking a flag in your front yard and going, this is mine now, I discovered it. And you're like, no, I was here first. I don't give a fuck. <sighs> but anyways, okay. If you have a dream to become a doctor, you've probably had that dream since you've been a little kid, right? It takes a lot to become a doctor. You got to go to medical. Okay, you got to you got to get a you got to get a doctorate, and then you got to you know go to medical school, and uh, there's a lot of schooling. It, it costs a lot of friggin' money, right? So I would think that most people that would want to be doctors and want to go through all that money and all that debt and all that schooling would want to have a badass doctorate, you know? Like they would want to be a brain surgeon or they would want to be um, an emergency physician, you know? Anybody that comes in that are that's clinging to life, no matter if a snowblower hit them or, you know, Jack the Ripper, doesn't matter. You can save lives, you know? That's, that's you know, but I get it. Some people have to focus on, uh, you know, other parts of the body. Maybe you want to focus on the bones. Maybe you want to be an oncologist and help people uh, hopefully survive cancer because somehow we haven't had, uh, we haven't figured out a way to uh, cure that yet. Or maybe we have. Maybe it just benefits the billionaires to keep treating it as opposed to curing it. No, 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 what a, no, 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 that couldn't be, no, no, no fucking way. So anyways, dude, all I'm trying to say is if you're going to spend 10 to 12 years in school, in residency, wouldn't you want to be the next Tom Brady heart surgeon? Why would anyone out there, okay, want to be a proctologist, a urologist, or a gynecologist. Let's be honest with ourselves, guys. You're really going to go through all that schooling and all that shit because you want to help people's bungholes out? Nah, nah, nah. I think it's an ingenious way for psychopaths who have a fetish with gyno stuff or feet or buttholes or urethras where they have two options because they're smart. They think to themselves, all right, I can go out and I can chloroform somebody, drag them into my panel van, take them home and give them a rectal exam pretending I'm a doctor. Or I can go to school for eight to 10 years, get three to four or $500,000 in debt, and then people will legally come to me and I can do it legally and get paid for it. Imagine if I grew up a pervert and I wanted to look at vaginas all day, but I was smart. I had two options. I could kidnap a woman and pretend I was a doctor and then be on the run from the FBI for the rest of my life and spend the rest of my life in jail or even get the gas chamber, or I could go to medical school, become a gynecologist, 
and then I won't have to break the law. Women will actually come to me, it'll be 100% legal, and I'll make enough money to drive a Porsche SUV. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, how many heroes out there look at buttholes all day because they're looking to save the world from rectal cancer? Come on, guy, nobody's that good. So I gotta say, next time you pick out your proctologist or gynecologist, make sure they got into it for the right reasons and they weren't a smart psychopath. All right, that's all I'm trying to say. Now, listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Last thing I'm gonna say is there is such thing as trying too hard to be something that you're not and then you become it. For instance, I'm not racist. However, if I tried really hard to prove to you for some reason that I wasn't, I might actually come off as racist. There's such a thing as trying too hard. Like uh, if I wanted to prove to people that I wasn't, uh, you know, Mr. McGrinch or whatever, what's his name, Scrooge, McDuck, you know, the guy that hates Christmas. I might go out and spread a lot of Christmas glee, but I might do it in a way that's really off-putting that makes it obvious that I'm faking it. So with that being said, just understand, I know there's so many of you white people out there that want to be woke, you know, and want to help struggling, uh, you know, communities out there. But uh, sometimes the way you go about it is not the right way. Like how the woke movement was hijacked. The woke movement was created for and by people of color to get them the opportunities and at-bats they deserved. And that's how it was for about eight seconds before somehow white people swung their leg over the fence of oppression and hijacked the woke movement. Now it's all about canceling, uh, you know, Knight Rider. Why? I don't know. Who, who knows? This isn't what we're supposed to be doing. But listen to this. I'm driving my niece to the playground, okay? And I say, Anita, what is your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite ride on the playground? Is it the jungle gym? And she goes, Uncle John, you can't say that. And I was like, what did I say? She's like, I'm not gonna repeat it. It's called the structure. All right, you mean to tell me that the jungle gym was deemed racist by somebody. Somebody, I wonder who it was. And uh, it's now called the structure. Oh, I wonder how that went. I can picture it now. It was a white woman that had way too much time on her hands, that wanted to seem woke to her people of color friends that she collects like their dolls on Facebook, that she was gonna go out and make the world a better place. So she petitioned the city that they should change the name of the monkey bars and you know, the friggin' jungle gym to the structures. Dude, I'm willing to bet you 99.9999999999% of America at no point in their life when they heard those words did they think of anything but having fun at the friggin' playground. Nobody thought racism of that shit until somebody said it was. But don't they realize that the person that identified that it was is actually the racist person here? At no point in my life did I think of the monkey bars or jungle gym as anything other than having fun at the playground.
But evidently, somebody came up with the fact that it's racist, and they think that by changing the name to a structure now, that that's somehow going to improve the fact that we're paying three times as much for groceries and twice as much for gasoline than we were a couple years ago. Where are our priorities? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're dumping, like, millions of tons of plastic in, uh, into the ocean. And nobody gives a shit. You never hear about it on the news. But goddamn, if you turn on the TV for 24 hours, you're going to see 15 new erection pills out there that are trying to give you an erection for a week. Why aren't all these scientists focusing on trying to save the world? Why are we focusing on men's erections and how long they can last? Or how far they can get it up? What the fuck are we doing, guys? What is going on? And, uh, you know, that's the type of toxic shit that, you know, I like to bring up all these crazy things and then, you know, the podcast ends and, and you want to go drive your car off a cliff right now. No, dude. Okay, listen. What I'm trying to say is that you can look at life right now in two ways. You can look at life and how crazy it is right now and you could panic and that ain't going to do anybody any good, is it? Or you could look at life the way it really is. Life has become a Saturday Night Live skit. And if you look at it that way, it becomes hilarious. Just because some hairy-legged white chick came along and decided to rename a jungle gym to a structure. Oh, that's so fucking... Uh, that's so woke of you, ma'am. That's so woke. Does that mean I'm going to start calling it the structure? No. I had a great laugh out of it, and so did you. I'm still calling it the fucking jungle gym. Because, listen, it's got nothing to do with jungle or a guy named Jim or anybody that might have come from a jungle or any racial stereotype that people came up with about a jungle. Let's get off this race shit, people. They keep bringing it up on the news so we're focused on each other's skin color rather than focusing on Biden tripping upstairs and gas prices being out of control. We're about to run out of diesel fuel. You know, we're nuclear war is eminent, you know, but everything's fine. Everything's fine. Let's worry about Trump coming back on Twitter. You know, that is the bigger threat to America right now than the millions of tons of trash we're dumping in our oceans. You know, pretty soon, dude, you're going to go to the fucking coast to get fish and it's literally going to be half plastic. You're going to be eating a Pearl Jam t-shirt that you threw out 30 years ago. You're going to be eating a solo cup that you took a friggin' bong rip off of in a, in a keg stand hit, you know, shit, you know, 20 years ago in college. But yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Festivus for the rest of us. I'm sorry, Happy Holidays, guys. I hope you had as much fun on this episode as, as, uh, as, uh, as I've had bringing it to you. Uh, we will see you on the next one, whenever that might be. Until then, fucking keep kicking life's ass. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.